from Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Carson. Welcome to our podcast. You'll be listening to some of our best moments of helping people to live their best lives and all while, get this, working with horses. We will be your hosts and have tons of guests along the way. Subscribe today and happy listening. There we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we were positioning ourselves. Yes. Getting ourselves together here because we are super, super excited oh. for today. Today is going to be all about what's right in horsemanship. And we have found a man that we believe. We know. We know. We know. Yes. We've seen it with our own eyes. And it's been years of that consistent peace that continually shows us, oh, my goodness, he is gifted in hearing and communicating. And what? listening yes. to the horses and always the welfare of the horse is the number one thing he is always working with. So today is super exciting and the fact that we get to share this lovely man's knowledge with you or he gets to share it with you because he's going to yeah. be here today. And before we can get into introducing Doug, we should probably introduce ourselves. So my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the director of sales and marketing as well as a facilitator and instructor for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, everyone. My name is Carrie Fulmeck, and I am the founder of Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, a master instructor helping humans just like you and I love, love, love these incredible creatures who actually help humans in so many different ways. And it's not always just about riding a horse. It's actually about that listening and communicating with them. And in our program, they are actually a teacher to our program. We do not step in to help humans make a change. We actually allow the horse to help the humans to make a change. And then we step in to help facilitate what that change could be or what that horse is actually trying to say. But again, it's always up to the human as to what that horse is trying to say. We never put our opinions on because it has to be what that human being is actually seeing and hearing through the teacher, the horse themselves. So again, we're most excited to have Doug with us today because he is to me so gifted and that ability. And we can all be gifted. Don't kid yourself. We've all got a gift. We just have to start learning to be more grounded, more centered so that we can hear clearer. Uh, clearer, clearer. So uh, good morning to you. I see Addie's here. Ronique is here. I see Jenny's here. Dila, good to see you girl in here too. And now we will get into the fun, fun part here yes. of introducing the lovely Doug. So Doug has been working with misunderstood horses for years and years. And really the biggest, coolest thing with him is that he never gives up on them. And he will always realize that they have, he's an understanding with them in a different way that any horse can be an amazing horse and he works with them and really truly truly listens to them which i think is the phenomenal piece as well one thing he also says is that he recognizes that his true teachers are every individual horse that he's ever worked with which i think is such a phenomenal way to look at any sort of tr horse training as well he's located in wellington florida and we're going to throw up his website later for dark horse dark horse natural horsemanship <laughs> but in the meantime we will put doug up here and show you in stream. There we go. Welcome. Hello, hello. You are on. Yeah. I'm on. <laughs> I'm on in rainy South Florida. It's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a nice cooler day, but raining all day. So uh, it's a perfect day to do this. Absolutely. Wonderful. And it's beautiful in the background there too. You look good, and the trees look good. 
Oh, thanks. You know, I, I tried to, you know, uh, I tried to get, well, no, this is all just here. It's just, I'm on the porch right now. So <laughs> at least it's a covered porch. So yeah. <laughs> keep the rain and the bugs out, but, uh, but no, I'm happy to be here. It's, uh, I always love coming on and, uh, and assisting wherever I can. Um, you know, uh, we've known each other for what, like four or five years now. And, uh, yeah. and it's been, it's been a wonderful journey, not only with what I do um, as a horsemanship trainer, but also um, in just helping, you know, on the equine assisted learning side, it's 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 really um, helped me to look at things um, in a different way. You know, it's, it's trying to be the best uh, horse person that I can be. Um, it really is important for me to dive in, understand what the horses are thinking. And a lot of that is so much based on their energy. Um, when we talk about how, you know, energy impacts every aspect of, of our own lives, right? We have this aura around us that, that, um, that, you know, everything in the world is energy based. So when we look at, at energy in horses, it doesn't matter to me if it's a um, performance horse, if it's equine assisted learning horse, if it's, you know, if, if it's, uh, you know, a therapy horse for um, disabled uh, children and adults. You know, the, the energy that we put into our horses and they feed off of us is so important. And um, it's the number one thing that I, I go for when I go to work with a horse. And for those of you that don't know me, is that I, I work with a lot of very um, troubled horses, misunderstood horses. And I tell, I tell people that we are trainers. It doesn't matter if you've got your first horse today for a riding horse or for the equine assisted learning program. When you pick up that horse and you're attached to the other end of that lead line, you are a trainer. You are going to be teaching that horse just like just like children, right? As a, like as a parent, when your child is born, you are now a parent parenting them. And um, so when Damn we look, it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so when we when we go through that, we look at we look at the different phases of how how do horses really understand us and, and, and how can they pick up on that energy? And how is it that you can have a horse like like Carlos, for example, right? We talked about Carlos a little bit last week, right? Carlos is a, is a, a you know, the horse that I have that was a, you know, a, a big jumping horse. And when I got him, he was afraid of everything. And, and you know, the, the, the rider had him and rode him into the ground pretty hard. And, and he had broken his shoulder. And uh, these are all things that I didn't know when I bought him. And, and I'd, I'd sit on him and I would literally pick up the reins and he would hollow out and throw his head in the air and take off. And he was just nervous and different horse than what you guys met. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, he's, he's a, a young age of 18 now. And, you know, I, um, when I started working with him, he, he was so skittish. He was so, but he's so sensitive and the, the sensitivity in horses is what I love is that, you know, I don't want, um, you know, a lot of people look at natural horsemanship and they go, well, we want to desensitize our horses from being afraid of things. I am not a big fan of that word desensitization. I am a fan of, making our horses as sensitive as possible to if we're riding them or if we're on the ground to our awareness around them, but then helping them to not go into a flight status. I want them to think through things. And a lot of times it's, it's no, no different with children, right? Is that if you're, if your child is afraid of something and you keep going, Oh God, you're afraid of flying. We're never going to get on an airplane. We're just going to drive everywhere. Right. You're never going to help that child overcome that fear. And, and I say that as a child of being afraid to fly, right? People say, Doug, you work these horses that, that, that buck and they, they kick and they, they, they try to kill you and all these things, but yet you have a hard time flying. And, <laughs> and they go, I don't understand it. And I go, well, it's, it, and, and, and people would, Doug, do you realize how safe flying is? 
And I go, yes, I do. It's it's the lack of control. Not that we have control of anything in life, right? But it's a lack of control. So the way that I was able to get through that was to talk to somebody to go, what, where's my lack of control? Where's the issue? Because I know that it's a safe way to travel. So instead of just saying, well, I'm going to get on an airplane every day and it's going to get better. Just like if you're going to show your horse if they're afraid of something and you just show it to them every day, they may get a little bit better, but you're not giving them the tools to have the right thought through their mind to pick up the energy to go, it's okay. And so now that now I can get on an airplane much better, I can say now finally after 40 years of flying that I'm not afraid to fly anymore because now I have the tools that when I get on the plane, if there's an issue, I go, I'm okay. I don't have to worry about it. And we don't want to take the biggest thing that a lot of us do unintentionally and some intentionally is take away the horse's ability to think and reason. You know, they are extremely intelligent animals. And this is why I love what I do, because I've had the opportunity to work with some of the nicest, coolest performance horses to the nicest, coolest equine-assisted learning horses to the nicest, coolest pleasure horses. And they all have the same thing in common. They all feed off of our energy. And they have different stages that they do that, right? Like we have horses that will mirror us, right? Like so, like like a lot of horses, they will mirror how we're feeling. And you see this a lot probably in the equine-assisted learning, right? It's like, well, if I'm having a rough day, especially so in my day, if I have a horse that's a really kind of like, um, I, I look at horses as on an energy level that they should be a dimmer switch on a chandelier, right? We should be able to ask our horse to take that energy and bring it down or go up if we want and, and, and not have them ever go, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. We want them to think through things just like a person, a person that goes into a panic attack is not thinking through things. They're in a panic attack, right? Their mind is gone. So when a horse goes into a flight response, they're going into that flight response because they feel they feel fear and they it becomes an automatic response. What is, you know, what is a habit of a horse? What it's an automatic response, whether it's people or a horse. That flight response has become automatic. They're not thinking, okay, they're just thinking, I've got to go to the hills because it's safer there. Right. So as we as we work with horses, I always like to tell people, um, you know, one thing that I love to tell people to quote that, that I have is that it's, um, it's, it's a privilege for us to have a partnership with our horse, never a right through dictatorship. Right. Yes. And, so true. and, and, you know, and then the other thing is we, we need to trade expectation for appreciation, you know, because what our Come back, Doug. <laughs> it's so good. Just breathe, everyone. Just breathe. He will be back. I know it. Okay. Let's throw him in a three, two, one. Yay. You're live. Yay. So anyway, so what I was saying was, is that if you had a, a big herd of like a hundred horses in a field in Canada, and let's hypothetically say a grizzly bear goes walking through the, that field, right? You might have half the herd that probably most of the herd that's going to look up and go, oh, my gosh, what's that? Now, if the herd leader has his head down, and he's eating and he looks up and he says, oh, hey, Frank, the grizzly bear, how you doing? They're friends. Right. And he goes, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just passing through going to get some trout for my family. Right. Well, as soon as that herd leader puts his head back down, the energy of the rest of the herd is going to calm immediately. So as 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 we talk. 
No, Dougie, no. No, what's happening? Okay, Doug, we are, we're trying this one more time by Cracky. <laughs> and just while we're getting Doug going again here, I love that we can have lots of people commenting. Bob, good to see you in here too. Dila, I love that you're chatting with us and you can see us. That's lovely. Brooke, thank you. Michelle, lovely. This is great stuff. So we've got Doug back. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening, Doug. It's the energy. It's you know, I don't know. We're, we're having, uh, I tried to switch over to a different internet, but we're having some good thunderstorms here right now. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But, um, but you know, as I was saying, and and I did see on the, on the comment that someone had made about, you know, uh, you know with electronics and, and, energy those things um it is it is important for us to be with our horses when we're with our horses right it's um yeah. you know and and so you know get, kind of getting back to you know the herd mentality and, and and how they react with with energy is that if you have a horse you know we look at different different situations with horses we've talked about horses mirroring people right you know if um if i'm having if i'm riding eight or nine horses and work with them in a day and i go to work with a horse that i know is extremely sensitive um and and i'm having a rough day or i have to sit in the car and find myself meditation i've got to go okay you know i just had a really difficult horse now i'm coming to this horse that's really sensitive i've got to be able to bring myself to the place of where i am with that horse and 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 when i do that then that horse is going to respond so much better to me because they will horses will respond to what the human is offering right so so if i come in and i'm agitated or i'm like having a difficult time that horse is going to pick up on that right and so we were talking i think a little bit before the show carrie that you know um if you have a horse that you know when you're around the horse the horse is fine but when someone else walks into the room the horse gets a little bit uppity that horse is a master of reading energy as we know right mm -hmm. so um and, and this is no different than um you can take you can take someone who you can take a performance horse for example that you know is a competition horse and you can bring in someone that has like i have a friend that um that um had an accident and they had a, hot, a performance horse that was a pretty hot you know little horse and and this person now um is in a wheelchair and has lost some some mo uh, movability of their body and that horse completely is different now when she gets on them. There was no training that went into that. So when we talk about they can they can read someone um, that walks into the room that's a different energy that makes them feel uncomfortable, right? So then they're going to mirror that back, right? So, so when we talk about the mirroring and we go, you know, what can I pick up from that? How do I need to adjust my energy? And I'm sure that this happens in the equine-assisted learning as well is that, if you get and and I have an example of um, Ocala, my horse. When you guys were down here, Ocala was my you know super pushy mare. You know would yeah. walk all over you, and I'll never forget this: is that you know you were you guys were facilitating, and we had a, a, a lady in her mid sixties, I think she was down here, and 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 this little mare was just walking all over her, and all of a sudden she this lady started crying. I don't know if you remember this or not, but she started crying, and she was like, and you walked up, Carrie walked up and said, you know what's going on? What's going on right now? Please tell me. And she goes, you know, I've been walked all over my entire life. I am sick and tired of being walked all over. And at that specific moment, and I know that you guys were there to witness it, is that that mayor took two steps back. Yeah. yeah. And from the rest of the time out working with the, with her, gave her her space and respected her. And, and so that, that just goes to show you that 
that these creatures are just so amazing. I always tell people because I get a lot of people that tell me that, well, you know, a horse's brain is the size of a walnut. You know, they're not as smart as us. They, you know, they can't reason. They can't do things like this. And I go, you know, it's been proven that people have, they, they say that our gut is our second brain, right? In humans. Yes. Right? Yeah, I know. And research. It. So here, here's my take on that, right? If, if a horse's, you know, if, if a horse's intestinal tract and gut is way bigger than ours, right? They also... They, they also should be able to have that same instinct that we do, right? And there's things that science can prove and science can't prove, right? That's and, and when I work with horses every single day, I see what these horses teach me. You said earlier that um, that when I, when I work with every horse is my teacher. People go, well, Doug, who do you learn from? And I go, well, there's a lot of great people out there. I respect Buck Brenneman and and um, Tom Dorrance and Bill Dorrance and Ray Hunt and you know, um, and there's so many people out there, you know, um, uh, Warwick Schiller is another great one, right? I know he's not going to be on the show as well, but, yeah. um, when we get into that, you know, and we get into, um, I, I, I learned tools from all these wonderful people, but then I have a great toolbox, a huge toolbox with tools in it, but then each horse is going to tell me what they need and how they need it. And when they need that to build confidence in them and to help them with structure um i see a question up there do you feel mares or geldings are more sensitive all right so i know that you probably have about 95 percent women watching right is that probably a <laughs> higher than that 99 so yeah, yeah, bear with me when bob i make this <laughs> and, and uh yeah i saw bob it's either bob is on there but that's the only <laughs> token testosterone <laughs> but but so 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 ladies bear with me when i say this because i say this to all of my and i've got about 90 8% female clients. So when I say this, every lady looks at me like, where is he going with this? But okay, mares are like women. And I say this in the sense that that I could meet, I could meet a guy today, we could hit it off and I could say, let's go out on the boat this afternoon. And we could go out fishing or hanging out on the boat for a couple hours. Ladies, would that ever happen for you, right? You have to build like a trust and a bond, you know, but when you have that bond, it's like strong. Right. And you guys will do anything for each other. Right. So guys are kind of like more laid back and we're like, you know, hey, you know, let's do you want to go hang out. No big deal. Right. So mares are very similar to that. So when you have when I'm working with a mare, and there are some sensitive geldings that act like mares, but a lot of mares are kind of like are, are a lot of geldings are like guys. Right. We just we just we're happy or lucky. We just want to hang out and just be happy and eat our hay and sleep and do whatever we want. Right. <laughs> you know, enjoy life. Where, where the mares, when you can get a mare on your side and you can get her to really understand and be on the same page with you, then you're going to build this relationship that's unbelievable. And I have seen, I mean, I've, I've witnessed it time after time where you take, and I can't wait for next week's segment on, on this kind of this topic right here, but, but when I've seen a horse that is a, a prey animal that will want to protect you right because it's not about it's not about um a dictatorship right it's about a partnership and you want to have your horse be your partner i always tell people that like you know carrie if you and i were on dancing with the stars right <laughs> my dance partner yes that'd be awesome right? we're on dancing with the stars you're gonna this learn our dreams come true yes! I'll tell you, yeah. you know, we're going we're going big places here but uh you know you have to learn all your moves on your own and then yep. I have to learn my moves. And so then when I grab your hand, now I'm going to be the leader because I happen to be the guy and it, historically the gentleman lead, right? So if I am if I go to grab your hand and you pull on me or 
I go to move you around and you're resistant, we're not going to have a good time on the on the floor, right? And if I go to put you into a dip and you don't want to do it, it's going to make it look very awkward. So a lot of that is energy through each other, energy through touch, right? If you're with your partner and you're going to go out to dinner and they hold, they go to grab your hand, you automatically want to reciprocate and be right there and be fluid through your energy. Absolutely. So as, so as we talk about this, it's, you know, it's, whether it's a mare, it's a gelding, you know, the, the mares really, when you get them, and then if you have an alpha mare, it's totally different. Ocala was an alpha mare. So then you have, then they're like trying to challenge you and they really want you to build that trust. So with either mares or geldings, it's all about this time. Okay. Patience. Patience is everything. We've talked about this in previous series that we've done is that it takes patience, trust, and respect. It's a trifecta. It's a tripod, right? If any one of those legs are kicked out, you're not going to be successful. So when we talk about that energy, it's it's about understanding where your horse is and, and how they learn. A lot of people go, well, my horse is super smart. They can learn this really quickly. Well, if the three of us are learning French, you two may learn it in a month. It may take me three years. Yeah. Now, if you say, hey, would you, you know, can you put together this, you know, this bookshelf? I might be able to do it, you know, Carrie and I might be able to do it in a week and it may, or in an hour and it may take, you know, it may take Carolyn three weeks. You know, you just, we learn or different 15 things. 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes, you know. <laughs> the, the point with that is, is that, that just because we know how to do one thing really quickly doesn't mean we can pick up everything really quickly. And so that's where we have to be understanding to our horse and their needs. So then when we go on to kind of that second part of that is, is kind of a horse being like, uh, you know, our, you know, the, they go from mirroring to be like an energetic sponge, right? Like, so when I look at a horse, they'll, they'll take on our, the human's issues, right? Like I've seen this so many times where, where, um, a rider I'm working with has a horse, you know, that they, they're, they have, they have lower back pain on the right side, right? Well then, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I, it was so important for me with horses I work with because they had a lot of pain in their body that, um, I started taking classes to become an equine massage therapist, sports massage, kinesiology, um, the, the biomechanics of the horse, because it's so important to figure out why they're uncomfortable. And it doesn't matter if it's an EAL horse or if it's, yeah. if it's a, it's a horse that you ride or whatever, that we want our horses to be comfortable. If we sleep wrong one day and our neck is tight, you know, we are going to be a little bit more agitated that day. Right. So yeah. if, if you say, Hey, look over here, I go. And if I have to do that all day long, it's not going to make me comfortable. So um, you know, horses build, they have 106 muscles in their neck from their withers to their pole. They build up a lot of lactic acid in there. They, especially the performance horses, we want to make sure they feel good and free. You know, when a horse, you think about a horse's neck and their pole, they're almost like the, um, the watchtower guy, like, you know, at the, in the army, right? Like they're the guy going, Hey, we're being invaded. Right. So when a horse gets nervous, they go and they throw their head up and, and they look. So we want to be able to have them stay neutral and be relaxed through that. We want them to feel comfortable through their neck, through their body. So going back to them being like a sponge of, of us is that I've had horses, I've had people to get off their horses and their horse will be sore in the same spot as the rider is. Wow. Right. So they're, they're taking on that burden. They're trying to take, and, and it's amazing what they can do. They can take on that burden and which is, it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, right? Just like within people, within people, we don't want, um, we don't want to take on someone's burden and not be able to, and then, cause then we may get sick, right? We don't want to have that, carry that 
energy because it's all energy with us and horses is all reciprocating, right? So it just it flows through each other, right? So, um, so then when you get to that next that next phase of a horse, it's kind of like the 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 diffuser, right? Like that's a horse that's confident enough. Like a I would put like a Carlos into this category, right? Like Carlos can, you know, can we had that one exercise that was great that we did where the the box exercise with the little opening at one end and the cones and they had the with the five the five foot line and the long line. And they had to figure out how to get the, the horse through the cones and then not step over any poles and then come back and then turn around, right? Memory on you. you wow. Know, and, you know, and, and, and I remember it was so funny because we had two really intelligent people with, with Carlos. And if, if I remember correctly, there was the, there was the box. And then at one end, there was like a, a, a two foot opening and or one foot opening or whatever it was. And they got to the end and they were like for a half an hour trying to figure out how to turn around without letting go of the lines, without letting the horse step over the, the box, right? And and Carlos just kept looking like at that opening, like, hey, hey, guys, I, I, I can I know I'm 17 three hands, but I can walk through that opening and not walk over a pole. And and so he, he and, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but he was like he, he was like just patiently like and to the point where he went over and he started pawing at that little area. Yeah. And so that's when you have a horse that and this is what I love. You know, eight years ago, that horse was not that horse. Right. Wow. So and we'll, and we'll talk about that in our third episode of Second Chances. Right. Is that he was not that horse. And people said, oh, you know, he was just he was just, you know, just nervous and all these things. So as we take these horses and we build their confidence and we help them understand how to go through these processes. Right. Because whether it's a person or it's a horse, if you are tell me the similarities between an insecure per, or a, um, a person who um, doesn't feel confident or a bully what are the two what are the two main things that that tie those two together insecurity low self-esteem yeah. low self-esteem right low <laughs> self-esteem so so when you have same thing with a horse i have horses that are like bullies right like like the one that we're gonna talk about next week falls into that category and low self-esteem not good structure you know same thing with some with a horse that may be just um may have just um uh may get nervous or spooky it's because they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel comfortable in their skin. And it's and it's our job not to enable them, but it's our job to to create a um, feeling where they feel secure as an individual. Just like Gary, yeah. you have to learn those dance steps on your own. I can't drag you around the dance floor, right? I mean, it won't look as good. Hell no, <laughs> it's gotta be beautiful and flowing and we move together and we feel the music, man. Yeah, and it's you know, and, and when you can get to that point, even if you don't ride your horse, like um, I gotta send you guys some video. I've been working with Carlos a little bit on some fun stuff. I'll literally take him out to a field. He's not attached to anything, and I'll just be walking along, and I'll start jogging, and he'll start jogging next to me. And if I turn right, he'll turn right next to me and slow down. If I make a left, he'll make a left. If I go faster, he'll go faster. If I go back to a walk, he'll go to a walk. If I start to back up, he'll back up. You know, and 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 that's like. I always tell people, if you want to know the type of relationship you have with your horse, and this is for everybody, it doesn't matter if you are an Olympian or if you are an EAL facilitator, is that if you can go out and you can be with your horse and in an open area, that doesn't have to be like, you can be in a round pen, you can be in a, an arena that's closed, a paddock, anything. And if you go up and spend time with them and you walk away from them, will they follow you? And I'm not talking about like, here's a treat. Follow me, you know, with a carrot, right? Yeah, is it? Different. We want them, you know, because you don't see, you don't see, um, 
in the wild, you don't see, you know, 50 horses and you don't see the uh, the leader. We'll call him, you know, we'll call him uh, Bob, right? The leader going, OK, everybody, we have to go 25 miles this way today. I've got some peppermints. I'm going to be passing those out to everybody who, if you'd like to join me, I'd really appreciate her. Right? Well, gives me candy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're always there. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Um, Carrie has to run too, just to let you guys know. So I'm going to scooch in the middle. And okay. during this time, I'm actually going to throw this up as well because Doug has been kind enough to put in a giveaway for all of you guys who are willing to type Doug into the comments there. And you're gonna get a fantastic video as just kind of like a sampler of some of the training that he does. And if you go to his website, which we will put up uh, a little bit later as well, there's some fantastic videos in there. And if any of you have ever gotten to hang out with Doug or just listen to him and how he teaches, he was kind enough when we were in Florida there to do a demo for us as well with the horses. There is so much you can learn from this man. So type it in, get the freebie, but definitely check out his website too, because I believe it's naturalhorsemanship.com. Yes? Naturalhorsemanship.com. Yep. Yeah, and good call on that URL. Winner. I know. That That's a goodie. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> so worth yes. good money now. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. So definitely throw a dug into the... Oh, lots of people are. Very good. Yeah, definitely throw Doug in there to start seeing some more info about Doug and some of his amazing, amazing teaching. But we'll go back to what you were saying here, Doug. Sorry about that. I, I saw someone, in, and with all the comments, or someone that I see the part, the last part of the comment, someone had a difficult horse um, that was up there. I didn't see it. It was um, oh, I, I Felipe, was I think. Yeah, my first horse was roughly used gelding. He, was taught, he taught me everything. We went from not letting uh, me catch him to doing anything. Uh, can't oh. read the rest of it, but uh, uh, to um, let me do anything for me, maybe he trained me to read horses. But all my horses since were mares. I'd say I had I had said 15 years ago I would never have mares. <laughs> he was <laughs> by far more challenging. But two of my mares I had from foals too. So yeah, well, and, and you know the thing, too. and so and that's something to think about. So like, like we're we are only as as a teacher, right? Um, we are only as good as our most challenging student right or and, and it's funny because i always like to say that that i'm the teacher to my horse they're the teacher to me i'm their student they're my student yeah right so um because we want to grow together um i want to guide them i want to give them structure i want to give them um the knowledge to be able to make decisions on their own and have them um and and, and, it, and it's by far not just so when we're handling them but so when we're um, when we're, when we hit, when we put them out in a field that they won't do anything dumb to hurt themselves. Yeah. That we talk about, um, it's very important for horses to yield to pressure. Now horses by nature don't yield to pressure. They, they lean into pressure, right? Because if they get attacked by something, right, something bites them, they, they lean into it. And then as soon as that animal goes to take another bite, then they try to flee. So we're trying yeah. to teach horses to do the opposite of what is in their nature sometimes. But we want our horses to be able to, whether it's clipping them or doing their feet um, or, you know, whatever the case may be, is that we want to be able to take that that animal and say, if I ask you to put your head down, would you put your head down? Is to be as light as possible. We don't yes. want to be, we never want to be forceful with our horses. We want to give them structure and people People say, you know, well, you know, it's 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 like us as children, right? If uh, when we were kids, our parents hopefully did a good job and gave us structure, right? We wanted that. We want to be we want to be good and well rounded, and so it's in, it's it's I look at it as as myself as trying to be an ambassador of trying to be there for horses to say that that it's not it's not um, right for us to be and 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 to be 
difficult or tough on our horses. The challenge that comes into that is if any of you there have gotten a horse that has become almost a predator, right? I've got some yeah. horses that I've worked with that have, have become predators. And uh, I love Marilyn. She, she, she spelled my name dog. Thanks. Thanks, Marilyn. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was hoping that would just go by the wayside, but usually, usually I just did, usually it's just dug like like D U G like I dug a hole or something. Oh. But, uh, but <laughs> I think Marilyn knows I love her. So, um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, you know, as we you know as we as we come across horses sometimes because even through the EAL right we might um, get a horse that's a that's a troubled horse and that really needs us to have that positive energy and that really relaxed energy. Um, I recently had the opportunity to start working with a horse that was um, was uh, had a really difficult time with a farrier, and it got mm -hmm. to the point where um, a new farrier came in. They couldn't work with this horse, and um, you know, and you know, and and it's safety for everybody. And so the first time I approached this horse, I didn't even go to the feet. I just went and I just just put my hands on this horse, gave her energy through my, and it's an amazing horse. No other issues with this horse. This is just it. Mm. So, so within a couple of days, I'm picking up her feet. I'm and then, you know, she, she was really not happy. I mean, we're like, want to not really not be nice to you. And it was just a reaction that she had based off a previously bad experience. Thank yeah. God horses forgive a lot easier than people. Yes. And so when we go through that, um, and we talk about the like kind of the diffuser of the horse, right? That, that I said, like Carlos was, is they get to a point where through their training and through their connection with you is that they will look to you as to be their guiding point, right? If you're um, if you're my co-pilot and I'm a pilot or vice versa, you know, Carolyn, if you're the pilot, I'm the co-pilot. I've got to I've, I have respect for you. If if you need me, I'll be there for you. I can fill your shoes if I if I need to, you know, but but I'm always going to be looking to you for direction. Yeah. And that's the type of partnership we want to have with our horses. And then when a horse gets that good and they get that, they get feeling that well, just like when I introduced Carlos to you guys, is that, you know, then all of a sudden these animals change, like their whole being changes. Yeah. They feel confident. They feel respectful. Um, and I have to tell you a funny story and you're probably going to shoot me when I tell you this, but I, um, I was thinking about selling Carlos a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, um, no, I know. I know. And, um, you know, I, I hadn't had a lot of time to, to work with him. And I had felt that, you know, if I don't get the opportunity to work and play with my own horses, then I don't ever want to be selfish and um, and 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 have them just not being able to have interactions. So I had some people flew out to see him. And this is a God honest truth. And, if you know, Carlos, you will understand this. But like people flew and they wrote him. It was uh, two two women that flew in uh, a mother daughter. They wrote him around. Um, liked him, and we were standing in the middle of the arena. I had Carlos was standing there completely. He had his tack on, but he was completely free. And we were in a circle, and Carlos was respecting our space. He was like on the outside, you know, he's three feet from all of us. And three different times, that horse, over a course of two or three minutes, as we were discussing things, turned his body around completely, where he just in place, turned himself around where his rear end was now in the conversation and his head was looking away. <laughs> so he did that three times. So the people go, ah, that's so weird. Why does he keep doing that? And I didn't say anything to them. Now, Carolyn, what is your take on what he was saying? My guess is he's not uh, good to go with what your plan was. <laughs> he was not good to go, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so even if those people had offered to buy him from me, 
I would not have sold him because yeah. at that moment I said, he's my horse. He's going to be with me forever. Right. Because he was saying, Hey, I don't, I know sometimes that you don't get to work with me as much as I'd like, but I still want to be with you. And when we, when we find that in our horses, it's so, you know, it's so important to get them to that point when we talk about that energy, right? Yeah. We, you know, I want to make sure I'm not missing any questions. Am I, as we go through this? No, you're doing, you're doing okay so far, but I, okay. I, we talk about Carlos a lot and I think it's cause he's one of the horses out of all of the traveling that we've done. And we've met amazing horses at every location we've been to, but there was something with Carlos that the second that he knew that we were okay with listening, he was great with talking and he was just the most gentle giant and sensitive, but understanding of that sensitivity horse that we've ever worked with. And I love that you mentioned that even with the pressure piece and that the opposition reflex and all those other pieces, because you can see Carlos is the epitome of that horse who has started, who's gotten that piece now. Right. And it was so magical for lack of a better word to be able to work with him. Cause he just, he just got what he was supposed to do there, right? He was patient, but he was still teaching and a very great teacher. Like he was just one of those horses that was like the epitome of smushy loviness. Yeah, well, and it was fun. <laughs> and I remember the look on your guys' face when you first came down and you saw this, you know, this 17 3 yeah. hand horse and you go, he is way too big for what we do in our program. <laughs> I couldn't see over his back. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 you know, that, but that's the, the, the great thing about this, right, is, is that it doesn't matter, you know, like, um, like Carlos has come to a point where it's, I, I mean, I can put, you know, I can put six-year-old kids on him and he's super mellow and I can get on him and still to this day, go jump him around a, you know, a, yeah. a, a four foot jump course. And he, and that's where it's so important to embrace our horses and help them have the confidence to. Uh, be empowered by our presence, right? Is yeah. that, you know, they, they will, um, once they get, and, and, you know, when we get to the point where they're at that, that the kind of that diffuser stage where they can kind of take things in, they're not just taking our baggage, right? But they can say, okay, Carolyn, you know, you're having a rough day. I'm going to make you feel better. And I have more clients, right? They come in and I go, okay, you're having a rough day client you're going to meet next week is falls right into this category, right? She's, mm -hmm. she's an ER nurse. She's been on the front line with all this COVID stuff. And you know, when she comes in to work with her horse is that at this particular point with her young horse, it's an amazing story is that her horse would be, would be like, if she was frustrated, her horse would not react well to it. Her horse is not at that stage yet. Her horse is at the yeah. mirroring stage, right? Well, and, and that safety horse, piece, right? If you yeah. can't put your horse, if they don't feel safe, they're always going to be in that very, very aware, but not aware of the right things, right? Like it, their it, biggest it, point is always going to be safety as is ours. Yes. So it's just yes. So respecting and, that piece. Yeah. And we can't, we can't forget that a horse as a prey animal, they are constantly, is, is, you know, they're constantly thinking that they're going to be attacked by something and have to be watchful for yeah. them, which is very yeah. ironic when you look at how peaceful horses are are grazing in a field and but it goes to show you that as a prey animal that always has to be watchful for their life can be so peaceful and so relaxed in their natural environment the problem is is we take them out of their natural environment and then we put we we try to humanize them and go god why is the horse afraid of this why is the horse afraid of that you know yeah. like you know i was working with a horse yesterday they got afraid of something 
And you know, it's not about what the horse got afraid of because we don't, we might never know what the horse got afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important to go, how can we help that horse to look back at us and go, you don't have to worry. And they go, you know what? I'm okay. I'm going to check in. I saw something over there. It may have startled me, but now I'm starting to think more rationally and not just react. We don't want, could you imagine if, you know, if people reacted sometimes like horses do, you know, just, you know, and some people do, but we need to be able to, to maintain composure. And, but yet if a horse gets spooky or reacts badly, we get upset with them right? Which is not going to be a good situation for the horse. We have to acknowledge that even though that puddle's not scary to us, may be very scary to them. And I love that you're making that distinction because horses, they think and they act like a horse. That's their job. That's their, they are a prey animal. We are people yet. We can still have those parallels that come back to us and that, yeah, okay, that but what if we acted like that? How would that work for us feeling safe? It wouldn't. So how can we adjust ourselves again to get our horse to that different place as well? Because there's so many parallels, but at the end of the day, we still have to respect the fact that that's how they think. That's how they work. That That is a horse, right? And I just yeah. want to mention too, you guys throw in your questions if you have them. Doug is more than open to answering them as well. So check them into the comments if you guys like too. But it's just such a lovely respect that you have for that piece and you you get that parallel between the two, but we're different still right? Yeah. And, and, you know, and then like I tell people, I say, it doesn't matter where a horse is from anywhere in the world. They speak one language energy. Right. And think about, and this is what I, this is what I love. This is one of my favorite things I I work with people. I get, I'm just so passionate about what I do because I just, it's to me, it's not about just helping horses. It's about helping people with their horses and building that bond and that relationship. And, and when we talk about energy is like horses are like 98% energy-based creatures. Right. And we're like 65% energy-based, but we only act like we're like 15 or 20% because it's a sixth sense to us. And so I love this. It's a, it's a really difficult example to use, but like, we in the last three months with COVID have become very uh, aware of our, of our surroundings. Right. So like if you're at the grocery store and someone is within six feet of you, gets in five, gets to five feet of you. Do you feel it now? Oh like, yeah. Yo, whoa, whoa, hello, back up please. Right. The sad part before, is, is I miss it. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, and, and before this pandemic, right. Is that people, people's bubble was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. They could get closer. It was no big deal right now. All of a sudden, if you go out and you see somebody and they get within a six foot, like we got this imaginary six foot, it used to be a three foot. Most people have a three foot bubble around them. Right. But we got a six foot bubble around us now. And people know if you're, if you're, if you're six inches into that bubble, that's an issue. And so when we think about how we are with, with it's created an awareness of our energy, right? It really has. Yeah. And so, you know, where we're now humans are probably more like 40 to 50% energy based instead of the 15 to 20 that we were. So when, as we go through that and we look at horses is that, you know, we don't want to be right up on a horse's lead line. That's not fair mm-hmm. for them. That's in their space. I've had more horses that have come off a trailer and the person's holding them and the horse is freaking out and they're nervous. And I go, can I see your horse, please? And they go, yes. And I go, I get to the end of the lead line and they go, oh, thank God. I have space yeah. too. I want my own space. And so they need that structure. They need that that um, ability to to be able to process things and have them not be all over them. You know, it's 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 very yes. important that we that we teach them um, that they can be just fine on their own. That they um, that they can always lean on us. But they have they may have to make a decision for us one day. And when we talk about the equine assisted learning, is, is that every horse that's used in this program is is teaching is 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 adapting and this is what's fascinating about it right it's like 
it's 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 almost quicker than what a counselor can do in some cases right a, a horse can like pick up that energy on <laughs> like like that right it's yeah. like you could have like i mean i you know i've had people walk in that were that mistreated horses before that i've been working with and that if that person gets within 100 yards of where i'm at the horse senses it and they totally. feel it and so then it's my job as is is their mentor is their partner is to help them understand that it's okay and then go but it's a it's a big thing and like what i what i really teach is to try to teach your horses to yield um and and give give access right we don't want to control for anybody that's out there that rides their horses or even on the ground when i ask a horse to back up or to move laterally or to do these things i don't want to i i don't ever use the word i'm going to control my horse i want to have I want to have access to my horse. So if yeah. I get on my horse's back, I want to pretend that I don't have any legs and they're my legs. And if I want to move around and there's a lot of horses I get on and I work with them, I start this, you would laugh. It's like, well, if they were my legs, I was really drunk walking around because I couldn't walk a straight line. I couldn't go get the door. I couldn't go do anything. Right. So when you get that partnership and the great thing is, is they want that. They really do. Um, unfortunately, the human factor gets the way. And then I'm assuming a lot of the people who have EAL horses get them um, is a donation or from adoption centers or things of that nature. Um, yeah, a lot do. As long as you can get, get a bit of history or you have the time to work with them beforehand as well, right? But they really like, I mean, ours have come from kind of everywhere, right? Yeah. But um, but the, the thing is that they all still speak the same language, right? Despite yeah. where they've come from and they all have stacked memories. So we still have to take all of that into account too. Yep. So how are we gonna work with them so that they know that they're safe and we know that they're safe and then they can work with the program as well. And I love yeah. what you said with the lead line because that's our biggest thing. We always tell, you have to have a smile in your lead. That's what we go with, with yeah. adults and kids. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be a smile yeah. in the and, lead. Well, and, it's huge. So true. And then you'll find where your horse's barrier, where their energy space is, right? Is because yes. they'll, they'll kind of, they'll tell you where, where they feel the most comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we just have to remember that, you know, as we, as we kind of wind down on this segment is that, you know, that, that energy is how a horse survives. Um, you know, everything that they do is based on um, instinct and reaction to things. And the more that we can make them feel safe, like you just said, through patience, trust, and respect. Um, and that respect is not fear-based. It's a trust-based respect, you know? And, and when you look at herd-based, you could take a new horse and put it in a, a herd with other horses. And everybody probably watching would say, yeah, you know, within a couple minutes, we know where that horse is on the totem pole, right? Whether if there's 10 horses, we know where they're at. Now, <laughs> that horse will know within a few minutes, a few seconds of where they are, but it's going, and so that respect is there but the trust is going yeah. to take longer um, for them to be able to then really start to walk up and groom each other. And we, you know, when you look at horses and how they are in the wild and how, how sensitive they are, is that you can have a herd leader walk up to another horse, doesn't matter where he is in the herd, and want to groom with each other, right? Versus yeah. asking him to just with different energy to move away from him. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and my last point, I think I've talked about this before is, is that we don't like horses. I don't, I, I don't condone patting horses. You know, they can, they can feel a fly land on their rear end in a windstorm. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <Yeah>. me. So <laughs> rubbing them, you know, uh, especially along their mane and their neck, you know, they, they feel very comfortable and, 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 you know, they, they really like that a lot, a lot better. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. 
And I think even because we are winding up here, but um, for anybody that joined us later, there's one uh, thing you always say that I love, and that's your tripod that you talk about of how the pieces have to work together if one leg falls. Could you just go over that one more time? Because I think it's so important for people mm. to get that as the base, right? Like that's the base yeah. thing that you do. It, it, it is so true because I look at um, I look at uh, is, is all of horse training interacting with horses and building that relationship is like a camera tripod. And so a tripod has three legs, right? Tripod. And so if one of those legs get knocked out, the tripod can't stand up. Right. So when we talk about what I, what my philosophy is, is that we have trust, which is a huge one, right? We have to have patience to, and we have to have respect. So we can ask a horse to start to respect us, like respect our space. Can you please stay over here? I'm going to, you know, give you a, a technique that asks you to stay here. That's that's kind, and then we're gonna, and then that horse is gonna start to build a trust with us. Now, patience, like it doesn't. Each horse is different, as we talked about earlier. So it may take someone a lot longer to get their horse to be patient, or to to, to get uh, what to get where they want to be. Um, but don't like if your child. If it takes longer for your child to walk, are you gonna give up on them? Exactly. You're gonna go. You're going to go, I'm only going to give you two months to learn how to walk, right? No, you're going to go, my child is going to walk. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if it takes 10 years. My child yes. is going to walk. But they will learn to turn off lights in the house if it takes yeah. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so, and, and as we go down those roads, right, is it like I have horses right now that it's like a puzzle. It's like, I, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I have to say this real quick. My brother sailed around the world for five years with his wife yeah. and they got attacked by pirates and they had this incredible journey. And I, you know, I asked them, what did they take out of it? And he said, you know, we would be in these strong storms. They were on a 40 foot monohull sailboat. They were 31 days at sea across the Pacific, you know, and they'd get in these big storms. And he'd say, you know, I would go through my tools that I had and I'd go through A and B and C and D and E and F. And, and if that didn't work, I'd try combinations of A and C or A and F or A and Z. And he goes, I would keep patiently without getting frantic, work on those things till I find working on those combinations until I figured out what was the right combination that worked to get me out of that storm and to and keep us um, alive because he probably wouldn't be here today. Now he carried that to business later on in life, which made a huge difference because he's like, my life was at stake. Literally. He's like, you know, when he got attacked by pirates, his life was at stake. Yeah. And so, and you know, so when you come into working with horses, especially it's, it's so important to go, are, are they picking up on this technique? Are they understanding me right when we're going to our tripod, right? So am I getting all three elements of my tripod? If I'm not, what do I need to be doing differently to figure it out? And, you know, being a, be, me being a kid and, you know, Carolyn, I think we're pretty close in age is that when we grew up, ADD wasn't really a thing, right? It was like, yeah. it was like, if you learn differently, tough, figure it yeah. out, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I find that I learn. Um, you know, I probably fit that bill of being ADD and I, you know, thank God nobody ever gave us medication or anything because it was just of how you learn. And once you learn how you, how you absorb things and how you learn, it can actually be an asset. It's a huge asset for me because when I work with horses, a lot of horses are the same way. So I'll move from here and then I'll go over to here and I'll try to really figure out and dial in with them and go, how are they understanding me? And then we pick up on their energy. So that patience is going to help you understand, are they trusting me? You know, uh, Warwick talks about this a lot. Like, 
Like, you know, you should be able to move your horse around with, you know, like dental floss instead of a lead line. Yeah. Have them not break that. Have them want to be with you. So it's all really super exciting stuff. Um, I, I wasn't sure if there was another question on there that I there saw. There is one more. Do you have time for one more? I do. Okay. So this is from our girl, Penny, and she Hi, would Penny. like to work with a 23-year-old mare in EAL, but she is sour and sore. She used, uh, she used to be for riding lessons at the arena she runs programs at, and when she hears kids come through the door, she pins her ears. I would love to have her retire from riding and offer her EAL. Where would I begin in helping this horse? Okay, good. And, you know, so she's 23 years old. Um, it's, uh, I wonder if she's still... Uh, Let's see. She's used for riding lessons still. Okay. So she's probably at that point in her life where she doesn't um, want to be a lesson horse anymore um, with, 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 with children. And it, and that's, that's completely okay. Um, you know, she's probably taken done her fair share of having kids pulling all over her and, and, you know, and, and, and she, she's obviously, even though she pins her ears, I'm guessing she still, she wouldn't be a lesson horse for kids if she still wasn't kind or good around them she might throw a grumpy face or some pinning the ears but she doesn't do anything bad um if you if you start working with her i would you know the first thing i would do is i would try to you know um build that relationship with her you know work with her and like i said i've got a lot of videos on this but i would try to um see when you touch her on her body right you said that she's she is sour and sore so I do some things on my videos that are that are pretty quick, and um, what I can do actually is, um, I know this this week's giveaway was a little video of kind of a demonstration of what I do. Next week, what I'll do as a giveaway is kind of how you can go through your horse's body Ooh, um, to um, to tell if they're sore, or they're not sore, and um, some really important keys. So that's like a super important video. So I will be happy to put that up for next Wednesday because um, it will help anybody who's listening, especially Penny. Um, for sure. She's probably sour because she's sore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you know, I find more horses that start bucking and start rearing and start doing all these things because they have discomfort. And so when we help them become comfortable, then they become a lot happier, just like we do. Right. If we're in pain, we're not going to be the happiest people out there. Um, so, uh, you know, so what we want to go through is we want to go through that that piece and start to go through her body a little bit and. Just see, touch her. You can, and not hard. I mean, it's just literally. You can just have a halter on her. You know, see if she can bend her neck freely, both directions, without you pulling it. Just see if she can bend it free. Place your hand, the palm of your hand, on her neck. Just go through there. You can use your thumb very lightly. See if there's any trigger points. See if she makes, if she blinks, if she if she pins her ear, if she does anything. You're gonna find that sore spot, right? Just like on a person. If you know, mm -hmm. if you're sore in your neck, and you know, you're the massage therapist, right? And they go and they hit a spot. You go, oh, so if your horse, if you're going through your horse and you feel something on them and they pin their ears or they look at you like, what the heck are you doing? That means you've got a spot that we need to work out and figure out yeah. what's going on there. You know, how many, you know, when we're in the massage chair, right? How many times have you had your face in that little donut like this and, and they hit your leg and all you want to do is grab their leg and, and then pull them out from underneath you. But we have to, we have to let them, my, my therapist always goes, breathe deeply, Doug, just breathe deeply. Right. And I'm like, I just want to cringe and run away. So yeah. we, so a lot of this is if you have a horse, that has been a lesson horse for a long time. They're probably, they probably are sore. They probably don't get a lot of, um, uh, a lot of uh, love and, and affection from that area. They probably get brushed a lot, but we need to go through them. So just a little in, initial thing, Penny is just to go through her and just see if she can move her hind end freely, step under with that inside hip with the halter, 
ask her to bend her head one way, ask her to see how light she can be backing up, and then just touch her body, go all over, not with a brush, with your hands. You can't feel energy through a brush. Use your hands and very lightly go through her and, and notice, be very careful to notice anything that she does, whether it's a movement with a leg, movement with an ear, movement with her lips. Remember, we've talked about this before, horses, when they are licking and chewing, when they're yawning, when they take a deep breath, when they're blinking, that means when they shake their neck out, that means they are they are processing things. They are learning. I've had horses that, that have yawned, when I start working with them, yawned 14, 15 times in a row. Like we're talking huge releases, right? Massive releases. Those horses, that will change their behavior because just like us, how do we feel if we have a tense day at work and we're all tense. We go in to get a massage and we come out of that massage. Are we a little bit happier and more relaxed after that massage? Gosh, I hope so, right? Yeah. Or you um, feel like you've been a little bit beat up, but you know it's for a good reason. Right? Yeah, and it may take yeah. it may take five or six or seven massages, right? It may take yeah. that to, to feel better. But the thing is, is that the more you can touch her and know that, okay, I'm not going to be getting on your back right now. I'm just, I just want to build this relationship with you. And if you have an area, Penny, to work with this horse in uh, like in a little round pen or something, and you can do this and just spend time with her. Just yeah. understand where she's at and then see if you can walk away. She'll follow you. If not, that's okay. But then walk back to her, love on her. Know, know that it, this is this is a time for us just to work together, not that you've got a, you know, you've got a job to do today. So I hope that that helps. I think that's amazing too, because that's what I would have said as well is to just bring her in. Let, even if there's other kids coming in for other things, walk her through one of your programs, walk her through some pylons, let her know this is all we're asking of you in this. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the other way, right? Just to let her know that there's other options for being a horse than just having somebody on your back. Because if she's done with that, she's done with it, right? And that's yeah. that's totally fair at the same time. And I love that you're hearing that enough to know that she's, she's getting to that point where she's done. You should definitely, definitely come join us again. Same time, yeah. same channel for Doug to be back. And he's going to be talking in. What is your whole topic about? Do you want to give it a oh little intro next week? Next week's going to be awesome. I'm so excited, right? So you guys want to tune in. So I'm going to have um, I'm going to have a client of mine who has an amazing story and the transformation um, that's been going on for the last four or five months between her and her horse. Um, she's going to be a guest with me sitting right next to me. Um, so she, she has volunteered to open up um, about a lot of her own um, personal struggles in her life and things that she has gone through and how the horses have brought her to where she is today as we talk about empowerment and um, and what we can do with um, how these animals can 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 help us even you know just if they're our own horses not through an EAL program or uh, we're riding them or whatever and and it's uh, I'm super excited uh, you're gonna totally want to tune into this because it's um, her journey is 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 fantastic and 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 she's got two little horses and we're going to talk about them and 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 it's and their journey is pretty crazy as well so um i hope you and then our and then our third one that we're going to be doing is second chances for horses i've got um i've got a couple of horses that we're going to be talking about that day that um that uh, we're probably going to end up uh um killing someone or having or being killed and uh where they are now in their life is is remarkable and it's because of the uh the ability for myself and 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 you know, what I try to do to empower everybody I work with to like, like you said, at the very beginning of this a segment that, um, that it's, it's really important for us to be in tune with our horses and to, um, you know, be in that connection with them. And so it's, and to empower people to have that, you know, I don't want to just be a trainer for someone. I want them to be able to 
it's not magic what I do. It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, in five minutes, this crazy horse is following you around. I'm like, it's just, what's the definite definition of, of like a horse whisperer to me? A whisperer is someone who can feel and understand a horse's communication on a deeper level the way they understand it. That's the, like, anybody can have that ability if you want to kind of like, I think Buck Brenneman quoted saying like, uh, a horse whisperer is someone who just understands how to communicate with a horse on their level. And we all have that ability, but we just have to really dig deep inside and find that calm energy through ourselves and be able to communicate with our horse the way they need to, to be communicated with. And you listen to their whispers, right? It's the smallest thing and you hear that piece. Yeah, and that I think is what's so magic about it. That's why it seems magic to all of us. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's cool is I'll be with clients. And I'm like, did you see that? And they're like, what? I'm like, did you, that one little thing. And so as they start to understand that, it's like, you're not looking at this big picture. You're looking at this little tiny, yeah. and they're, they're, their cues to us are so amazing. It's, it's I, I'm just so blessed to be on here with you. I'm so blessed to, to be able to do what I do every day. And, um, and I just, I hope everybody enjoyed today. Well, I'm seeing loads of thank yous and people putting in Doug and saying how much they enjoyed this. So I'm going to say that you did amazing and you are oh. such a blessing for us as well. And you are such a plethora of information. Like I could just sit there and listen to you all day long because you have so many just amazing ways of looking at things. And it's always so positive too. another one from Lisa saying thank you for sharing your wisdom, Doug, which You're welcome. is Truly, that's what I would like to say as well. Thank you so much. Check out his uh, website as well, you guys. He does have a series on there for training videos too. For well, I don't even know how many videos. It looks like there's tons on there. I've got about I've got about sixty videos right now, and I'm loading probably like ten to fifteen a week. Um, so awesome. it's, uh, I'm going to get up to probably in the next month. I'll probably have a couple hundred on there, and they're broken down between like a, a seasoned horse or green horse. And it's, it's the simplest things, right? It's it, they're, they're broken down into like small, short segmented videos. Like if I, if you're having a horse that wants to walk all over you, it's just how you get your horse to kind of like respect and be your partner and walk next to you, not in front of you. So it's, it's not like you have to watch a 25 minute video or 20 minute video to get one special part. It's really broken down into segments. And then you get to see some fun stuff. And like the one that we did, the video you're getting today is just a fun little thing of, what we can do with our horse. There's a horse you'll see on there that um, I ride bridleless, and that horse was, uh, I mean, he is a very nervous horse and, and had a lot of issues when we started, but it, it goes to show you how you can take some really cool, um, you know, just it's just once you build that partnership and you understand that it's about our being around horses, not just the tools we have in our toolbox. This is awesome. And people are loving it, Doug. So all of you guys who are loving this, come check us out next week again. Same time, same channel. We'll be sending out all of the reminders as well. But it's going to be so fantastic to hear from you again next week, as well as I love that our guest is bringing a guest because how awesome yeah. is that, right? And I love Shannon's little things, such common sense. That's the biggest thing missed yes. when, we, when we are around horses is that take that home with you is that think my, my mentor and trainer in the back of his horse trailer had this big words it was like five feet long and it said think right so whenever we are getting we're getting tied up just sit back listen to your horse and go he's going to tell me he or she are going to tell me exactly what i need to know to make the next move you got it all right doug well thank you so much again and you guys check out his website it is absolutely amazing and we will see you all next week again my name is carolyn charles director of sales and marketing as well as an instructor and facilitator with the equine connection and the lovely doug has joined us as well do you want to do an outro is that what they're called? Stay safe, everybody. I know it's a crazy world. I know in the U.S. here we're going through a lot of weird things right now, but um, 
Everybody stay safe, love each other, and God bless everybody. Love it. See you all next week. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information, and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.